is one thing that every rider does within oh, probably about 30 seconds of mounting up an upward transition and I'm gonna hazard a guess here that it might not be the best transition you've ever ridden but how about if there were six simple things that you could do to improve those upward transitions would you do them Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world helping you to have better conversations with your horse. And I think for many riders, we tend to see upward transitions as being very, almost like in boxes. So we have like the walk to trot and the trot to canter, which is probably the one that most people spend a lot of their time focusing on. But then you also have the halt to walk and then you have the ones within the actual gates themselves so from different types of walk to different types of walk and different types of trot to different types of trot and different types of canter to different types of canter and I think that if we were to get a little bit more intentional about just the amount of focus we put on each of the upward transitions it could have this huge positive effect over the whole ride and the reason is is because very often when you get to where you wanted to go so let's say your goal was walk to trot and you got to the trot very often that trot is going to reflect the amount of effort that went into the transition to get you there and i'm not talking about effort in that you are physically efforting okay you're not you shouldn't be we'll chat about that just now but I'm talking about the amount of effort (laughs) that you mentally put in to preparing the transition okay so before we go any further let's talk about physical efforting upper transitions are a little like turning there are many riders who try to transition the horse from trot to canter or from walk to trot that's not your job. Your job is to ask your horse to transition from wherever it is to wherever you want to go and then get out of the way and let your horse do what you've asked him to do, okay? So I think that's a big fundamental. I see a lot of riders, they're leaning, they're tipping, they're throwing themselves. It's like, whoa, whoa, you're not cantering your horses. Get that straight, okay? So assuming that you do not have an issue with that and you are quite happy to understand that your responsibility lies in setting things up, asking the question and letting things happen naturally, Well, here's the six steps that I think if you began working on today, it's going to improve the whole ride, not just the upward transitions. So the first thing is you need to be moving forward. Now I know that sounds really basic, eh? but you do. There has to be a certain amount of forwardness there and not just moving forward. It really is. It's a thinking forward. And even in the halt, even though you're not moving, we want the energy contained within the halt to be there for when we step out of the halt. Okay. And we also want the mindset to be there in both horse and rider to think forward out of the halt okay so it doesn't it doesn't matter if, it, if you're actually in halt where you're stationary energy st- should still be there okay but obviously if we're then in walk trot 
and we're going to move up a gear, okay, whatever the gear is, it's an upward transition, okay, we need to be moving, we need to have that forwardness, that energy needs to be flowing in order for the transition to happen. Now, later, if you and your horse are a little bit more developed, it would look like impulsion, okay, but I think for the most part, if you're fairly green or you're, you're more novice, it'll just be forwardness. It is a forwardness, okay, that is essential for you both to make the transition to actually step up to the next gear. Okay, the next thing you need to do, number two, you have to have a look at how responsive your horse is. Now, I believe that your horse's responsiveness is a direct reflection of your consistency and your consistency with your aids, your timing, your focus, how you reward your horse, how you correct your horse. All of these lead to how responsive your horse is to you. The good news is that if your horse is maybe not as responsive as you would like, very easy to turn that around by you just being consistent with the things I just mentioned, okay? So assess it. And if your horse is not as responsive as you would like, work on that a little bit first. And you can, as I said, it's very quick. You can do this very quickly. You can make quick corrections. You can be a little bit more mindful about how you're showing up, what you're doing. And from there, you can definitely improve the responsiveness. Okay, from there, the third thing you need to do is to actually prepare the transition. Now, I know, you see, this is where many riders jump into this conversation. They're like, okay, I'm going to transition. Let me jump in and prepare it. No, no, no. You need the other two things in place first, okay? But once we get to this preparation, I think that where we begin preparing is actually we get very clear on what we want to happen first, okay? Where do you want the transition to occur? What do you want it to look like? And when exactly are you hoping for it to happen, okay? Get really clear on these things. And then from there, you need to let your horse know. Now, before you let your horse know anything, you have to get his attention. <laughs> Seems pretty basic, but it is important. So I think the half halt, that would be how I'd recommend you do this. Use the half halt to get his attention and then use the half halt to tell him that something different is about to happen. Can he please just bear with you while you quickly tell him, what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. I need your attention, buddy. Bring it here to me. Now, of course, the half halt is also used to rebalance and to just, if you want, gather things a little bit. I think the goal of all upward transitions should be lightness. We should be looking for this lovely lightness through it. And you can use your half halt to help you get that with your horse as well, okay? So you can actually begin riding this. And not only that, also using this point in, in, the, in the transition itself, and I know we're still leading to the transition, but using this to get really clear on what is happening underneath you, okay? So what foot is moving where? What hoof is moving where? And when would be the best time in the stride to actually ask my horse for the transition so he can respond in the most appropriate way? That is an important consideration when it comes to riding transitions. Okay, part four, actually asking for the transition. Now, we already said you're not, you're not making your horse go from trot to canter. That's not your job. Your job is to ask, okay? Ask, be really clear. I think that when you're working on asking, 
it is important to understand that you need to be correctly positioned in order to ask. And we tend to, this is where we tend to throw ourselves into the canter and kind of hope that our horse follows along. Hey, come on, buddy, I'm up on your neck. We're supposed to be cantering here now. And your horse is going, what? What are you doing? And again, bringing it back to if the overall goal was lightness, could you see how sitting on his neck might just hamper that? Okay, so I want you to think about how could I correctly position myself in order to get the point across to my horse that I can most effectively use my aids and then stepping in to number five, actually allowing the transition to happen. I think that there is something you have to do while your horse is actually performing the transition, which means the split second that he goes from the gate he was in to wherever it is you want to go, you have to then focus on allowing. And that allowing is going to smooth out the tension levels. Remember, you've probably used your half halt up to this point to just ask for a little bit more inside, more energy, more tension. And you needed more because something had to change. It wasn't going to be the same old. There had to be a change in order to, it's almost like the catalyst to get you from wherever you were, bump into wherever you're going. But if you're not then able to allow that once you get there, and again, it's like a split second when you get there, you need to allow it and you allow through your seat and through your hands. You just, it's like a little give. It's a little, there you go. It's like a softening. Okay. It's just very small, very minute. Only you and your horse will know about it. But if you don't do it, it becomes very obvious to everybody else. Okay. Because your horse will begin to hollow. There's, there's too much. There's like this resistance that comes into it. You have to allow the energy to flow. It's really important. Okay. So when you're doing that, if you were to maybe block that, what we would see if we were on the ground watching you would be, as I said, hollowness, resistance, little bit of a bump or two as your horse stepped into the new gate, okay? So notice that as well. You want to give this little bit of an allowing, okay? And then number six is riding forward after the transition. Remember, the transition was only to get you to the next gate. And what's nice is that if you spent a little bit of time setting things up, okay? If you put a little bit of focus and a little bit of energy and a little bit of intention towards setting up a good quality upward transition, Probably when you get to the new gate, wherever it is you want to go, you're going to get there and things are going to feel pretty good. There's not a whole lot of work to be done. Now, put this side by side with maybe just throwing the horse into the canter or throwing the horse into the trot. And by throwing the horse, I mean literally throwing yourself and kind of hoping it's like a, you know, fingers crossed, woohoo, let's go. Yeah the gate that you get there in is probably not going to be the best quality. You will have to go back and do more work and you're gonna to have to spend a lot of time establishing a better quality within that and then from there maintaining. So it's also important to understand that that comes part of it as well. And as you improve your upward transitions, like bit by bit, step by step, you like really take the time to focus on it in each ride and you ride every transition, being very consistent, very focused and very intentional you'll find that everything becomes smoother over time and that those transitions really and truly just, they just happen just like that. Okay, I hope that this helps. I hope it serves you. If you're looking at this upcoming week and you're riding and you're thinking, I don't know what to do. Okay, so I can work on these transitions, but what else should I do? 
go over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash planner. There is an absolutely free plan there for you that you can use. And you know what? You could probably even work a couple of transitions into it as well to help you and your horse move forward. Okay, I hope you have a great week. Keep well. And I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.